I got a story for you. Yeah. Yes. Well, we're being recorded. Do you want it on the record? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so it was an Instagram story I saw, and the the premise of the story was from one agent, and they were upset with another agent because they got a phone call from a client to see the property. So I don't understand what that means. Like from a buyer? Yeah. Okay. To see the property. Got it. And so the agent did their homework, prepped them, hey, you know, working with anybody, this and that, blah, 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 qualified, set an appointment, went to go show the property. The clients are in the property taking a look at the property. Halfway through the property, they pick up their telephone, call, call their, agent. their agent, and say, hey, you do need to come over here and take a look at this one because we like it and we want to do something. So it turns out <laughs> the agent had prepped their clients to say, hey, because I don't have time to show you houses or do that, so just pretend like you don't have one, and when you find the property you like, just call me and let me know, and I'll go look at that one. Is it an agent we've talked about before? <laughs> Remember, someone used to do that. Who was that? They would prep. It was an online brokerage. Mm -hmm. and they said, here is how to get into listings to see them. Right. And it will represent you so that you get a kickback. Right. But this one was hilarious. So the, the Instagram story was all about how the agent showed up to the property, let the client in. The client makes the phone call while they're there. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. The other agent shows up, ready for the end kicker of this. The agent gets on the telephone while she's at the property. Calls the listing agent. No, the listing agent was there. Oh. Because this all happened while the listing agent was showing the property to them. Oh, oh, yeah. gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so here's the kicker. The agent that shows up calls their broker and says, how do I write an offer? And says it right in front of their clients because I have to write. <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking... This only happens in real estate. That's not showing up. Yeah. Um, and which then is, a client would be okay with that. Exactly. Yikes. Wrong on so many different levels, which mm -hmm. is today's topic is how do you show up? How do you show up agent to agent? How do you show up agent to buyer, agent to seller, agent to community, um, just mm -hmm. in, in general and, and you know being a good agent? So let's start with that. Being an agent, what does that look like to you? Being a good real estate agent. Well, I read that to you just a minute ago. Be prepared, okay. act, act professionally, and be proud of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I, I saw some, see people who think it's like some sort of con or some sort of, hey, when I can do it, you know, and they just, I don't know, they treat it like a dodge. Right. And it really makes me sick mm -hmm. because it's just no good, no good for them, no good for their broker, no good for their clients. It, it's sad, so... I like people in this business who are proud of what they're doing because if you're proud of what you're doing, you want to do it well, and it's going to show. And you know, I'm going to bring this up because you're really good at this, and this is, this is a struggle that I have because I see things like this and people <clears throat> not showing up the way they should show up, and sometimes I just lose it. And I'm like, what are you thinking and calling them out? You're much more gentle at <laughs> <laughs> still trying to find the best in that situation and giving people the benefit of the doubt. And sometimes I'm just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so how do you do that? Because <laughs> I need to learn as well. Well, I think we're very good for one another and no approach is bad. So we're just a little bit different. But I mean, I, I get to where you're at. And I think sometimes you get to where I'm at, but we just maybe start differently. It's all learning. It's all a learning moment, you know? 
and uh, maybe you've seen more than I've seen in a particular person or situation. Be, yeah. And so I think I get to a point, you know, I'll give you one, two, and on three, it's like, all right, I'm not even going to talk to you. Right, right. So, all right. But make it a learning. So let's talk about, first of all, let's break it up. Let's go agent to agent. All right. I want to be agent to agent. How do I show up? Maybe I'm the buyer's agent and, you know, we just gave an example of how not to show up. Yeah. Um, but let's give some examples of how to show up. You know, it's a very competitive market right mm -hmm. now. Listings still getting those multiple offers. Buyers, buyers and buyer's agents coming from a place of scarcity and you know, maybe you've lost a few offers and this and that and get a little overzealous sometimes in what you're doing. And sometimes you think you're servicing your buyer mm -hmm. but you know, and have good intentions, but sometimes it's actually becomes counterproductive. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that a little bit. What are some of the things that you're seeing out there that would be? In this particular market, uh, you know, it's, it's really difficult because you want to take your client, you want to do the best thing you can for them. A lot of that has to do with communication. Mm -hmm. And in this market, you're not getting a lot of communication. You may not get any communication, right. which is very troubling. But I'd say, you know, you got to show up. You got to make the call. You got to make the effort. And it's a fine balance between being a nuisance mm -hmm. and trying to properly represent your client right. and put your and their best foot forward with that listing agent. So how do you do that? You know, Maybe it's a case-by-case -case basis. It really depends. Mm -hmm. Some agents are very good about communicating as a listing agent in this environment. Others are over it, and it's very difficult to communicate with them. But doing it, doing the work, okay. and trying to, you know, Get to get the best light of your buyer there, but also be prepared. You know mm -hmm. that's why you got to call a listing agent, or maybe just pick up clues. Right? Look at the listing. <laughs> Is there information there that you shouldn't be bothering the listing agent with? Um, but there's also times when you need to, and you mm -hmm. need to be able to approach that listing agent appropriately mm -hmm. and say, "Hey, I understand, but under this circumstance, I really just need this one minute." I'm laughing because yesterday after the office meeting, I overheard one of the agents. They picked up the phone. And it was a buyer's agent making a phone call about to make an offer on their property. And this is, this is how the call went. I've got some questions on the property, and they asked the first question. And I don't know what the question was, but the listing agent responded back, that's in the MLS. Um, then they asked another question, and they said, I put that in the MLS as well. And then they asked a third question, and they said, I put that in the MLS as well. And then the agent said, did you read the MLS? And the agent said no. Oh, Lord. And <laughs> that is a perfect scenario. That is literally, okay, if I'm even going to, if I'm, if the seller is going to even consider this offer, right. we're going to have to carry this football across the end line. Exactly. And I looked at that situation and, you know, she chuckled at it when she hung up the phone and, you know, it, it, she, she brushed it off and, you know, kudos to her. I'm thinking I would have been annoyed as could be, but, Absolutely. but that's an example of, hey, how are you showing up for your client? Yep. Because you just, in that particular case, you've got a client that's making an offer on this particular property, and you as the buyer's agent in that case, did you just make the situation better or worse? You just ruined the first impression. Right. For me as a listing agent, I'd be like, okay, that was Julie, whoever. Right. That'd be like in my mind. Mm -hmm. And when that offer came through, part of the discussion with my client would be that telephone conversation. Exactly. And I'd say, look, this is an okay offer. Here's where it stands in its lineup. However, all else equal, mm -hmm. maybe there's two offers and hers is one. 
all else equal, I would go with this other offer. Right. Because this agent provided me with what I asked. They did call with a question mm -hmm. about something that was important to their client that wasn't answered in the MLS. Seems like these people are going to want to get this deal done. Right. Julie over here, you know, I'm not so sure. I'm not sure she knows what her <laughs> clients want. And she certainly isn't too thorough in going about putting things together. So how about this one? Have you seen this one? You get the offer, it comes through, and it's got 45 attachments to it, one page at a time. As the listing agent, oh, you open Lord. that thing up from the buyer's agent. <laughs> what is this? Um, so this was a little while ago. I got a fax. Ah. You're not going to get faxes today, but this same scenario could be email. Mm -hmm. And this offer comes through. I look at it, but it's terrible. It's just not written well, and mm -hmm. things are missing. And I have plenty of other offers, so I just don't pay attention to it. Well, I mean, I bring it to my client. I say, but this one, let's, this is the bottom of the pile. And we go through. We take a number of days. We accept an offer. We get into escrow. And then my phone rings. Hey, I wanted to see if you got my offer. I'm like, oh, are you Roger? Yeah. Oh, you mean the offer that came through seven days ago? This is your first follow-up call to ask me if I got it? Yep. Yikes. Those poor clients. They think they have a chance. Right. And their agent's just ruining it for them. Craziness. So we know how not to show up, or we gave a couple of examples of how not to show up. So let's talk a little bit more about how do I show up. I'm the buyer's agent. I'm the listing agent, however it may be. You know, from the listing agent's side, hey, we, we need to understand from the listing agent's side as well, we play a role in this. Respond back to things. Yes. You know, you get an offer that comes in. Take a minute, take two minutes. Hey, your offer's been received, and this is what we will be, you know, this is when we'll be presenting it, and this is when you can expect to hear back from me. And could be a templated response. Could be. And so often I see those those responses coming back very short where, you know, received. Okay. Well, one step forward. Received and we're presenting on Tuesday. I'll be meeting the client on Tuesday at about 10, and we should have something back to you by Wednesday morning at the latest. Now the person knows what to, you know, what to expect, yep. the buyer's agent. Not only that, the buyer's agent's got something to communicate back to the buyer. <laughs> you, you eliminate that anxiety over the next day. Are they considering me? Are they not considering me? Are they looking at our offer? Are they not looking at? All of those things go away. And believe it or not, you eliminate phone calls from the other agent saying, hey, how's my lock offer look? Yeah. Are you going to present it? You know, what do I need to do? Things of that nature. So, Absolutely. Yeah, there's nothing more frustrating than when you have an agent that's like, well, we've got a couple offers. We'll let you know when we're going to go over them. And they're just playing it out. I mean, it is horrible for you as a buyer's agent because you're trying to, commu to communicate to your client and you mm -hmm. don't have a lot of information to give them. And it's horrible for agent-to-agent -agent relationship right? because if that agent puts an offering on your property in the future, they're probably going to be at the bottom of the stack. They're not going to get a whole lot of attention. Exactly. So yeah, laying it out there, letting people know what's going on. I know it's difficult. You got 10, 15, 20 offers, mm -hmm. but uh, it's important, I think, you know, to let people know they appreciate it and it keeps that relationship up in the agent community. You mentioned 10 or 15 offers. One of my favorite things to see from a buyer's agent when, uh, when representing the seller is a very clean cover sheet with the facts. Price, commissions, down payment, <laughs> anything else that's special in there that needs to stand out, 
boom, mm -hmm. right there on the front so that you know what to expect when you're opening up that 30-page document or that 40-page document. You already have an idea of what to expect. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. And on the opposite, it bugs me when you know you get something like, hey, we think our offer is a good offer and they're a little um, secretive about what's in the offer in their email. Like we're not going to find out. <laughs> we do open. As a matter them, right? of fact, if you tell them right on the spot, you may get some feedback that would be uh, helpful. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, you know, that is that is an, an example for me of what I see on a buyer's agent putting things together, and actually paying attention to what the MLS says, and making sure that those things are done correctly. Yeah. You know, call and it can be little things. If you want information? Call this number. I pick a different number, or you want more information, or, or email it to here, and it, they email it to someplace else. Or in your case, they actually fax it, not following the directions. <laughs> just, you know, it's kind of like, ooh, we're off to a bad start. Yeah, and I think it's good to call the listing agent. Hey, I'm going to be sending over an offer. I'm not 100% sure of the terms right now. I'm mm -hmm. still discussing that with my client, but before we put it onto paper. Is there anything I should know? Is your client looking for anything that I could put in the offer that would be right. helpful? Is there a request for a rent back? Is there something this, that, or the other? Correct. That not only makes the process easier, but it sets up a great communication mm -hmm. and an expectation of that. Wow, this is an agent that I can work with. You know, exactly. they're actually looking out ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And vice versa with a listing agent, you get an offer. Okay, before you go, you know, responding to it or showing it to your client, call that agent up. Hey, got your offer. Thank you so much. It's looking great. We had a few questions for you. Seller is looking for 14 days. Mm -hmm. We just want to make sure is that something that's going to work for your client? Um, this, that, the other. You know, get it all right out of the, right out up front. I am so glad you mentioned that and touched on that because just like the buyer's agent should be calling the listing agent prior to and making sure that they've getting getting information that they don't know about to write a cleaner offer. The listing agent is doing a disservice to their client as well. If they're not calling that buyer's agent, they're not calling the lender, they're not calling these people and getting a little bit of feedback of, hey, what does the buyer need? What does the buyer want? Where's your situation here? So that when you're explaining and presenting those offers to the list or to the seller, hey, talk to this agent. And yes, even though they wrote this, there's some flexibility here or they've got some room here or this or whatever the case may be. Yeah, they didn't write a rent back, but I had a verbal conversation. They're open to one if you need one type thing. So, Yeah, or if you have that information ahead of time, they've got multiple offers, listeners can say, hey, you know what? We have these three offers. Now, I know this one's in the middle, mm -hmm. but they've agreed to your rent back already here. They're open to that. The close of escrow matches. Right. And da 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 to da mm -hmm. So, I mean, this is a really strong one that hits everything you're looking at. Right. You know, you may end up getting that property for less than the highest offer mm -hmm. because they're like, yeah, this is everything we want. Let's just go with it. People think it's always the money, but it yeah. is not always the money. We see it every single day where somebody has accepted an offer because terms and conditions on things other than price. Yeah, think about it. I mean, more let's favorable. look at the iBuyers. That's not all about the money. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so let's go, you know what, this is an interesting one. Agent to community. Yes. You're an agent. <clears throat> How do you show up in the community? Knowledgeable. Okay. I That's like step that. Step one. <laughs> Two, visible. I like that as well. 
So creating that routine, we always talk about it in the days back of geographic farming and you know when you used to go door to door, there were people that expected your stuff. They got used to you're in front of their door at a certain time every single week and when you don't show up all of a sudden they notice that you're not mm -hmm. there. So being visible on a regular basis. Yep. All right. What about the not to do's? Not to do's in the community. I don't know, I hadn't really considered that. Well, you're always on. It's kind of, I hate to use this. This might turn people off right away, but it's not about the person, but it's about the comment. Yeah. And it was Donald Trump mm -hmm. who always said, I'm always in a suit because I n never know when I'm going to run to someone that's important. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the same thing. You right. know, you got to understand there's always people watching. Um, so you got to be prepared out there and professional. So don't go out looking like a slob. Okay. <laughs> Dress appropriately for yeah. the situation. If, you know, oh, there you go. Yeah. If you're out walking the dog, you don't have to be in a suit, but you know, make sure that you're presentable. Make sure that you're you're you know in the moment and things like that. Be prepared. Yeah. So you never you're correct. You never know who you're going to run into. Um, what about those uncomfortable situations? This is and I bring this up. I'm telling you guys, we're not perfect. Sometimes I lose it. I was at the I was at a stoplight. Uh, left turn lane and there was a car in front of me there was a car behind me and the light turned green and the car in front of me was obviously texting or doing something and wasn't going so the car behind me laid on the horn yep we'd see that yep but the car in front of me thought it was me so he takes off and as soon as he starts moving he slams on the brakes wow and <laughs> I lose it. <laughs> what the heck? So we make the turn. We come up to a stop sign, and he's rolling down his window, screaming and yelling at me. And I rolled down my window, and I'd calmed down a little bit by the fact that I almost rear-ended him this moments ago. And I just looked at him, and I said, "It wasn't me. It was the car behind me." And his whole, you know, we had that that shift in the mindset and things yes. like that, and had that uh, paradigm shift, and. The other car came on the other side of him, making a left. This guy oh, no. <laughs> and starts chasing him, and I'm thinking, okay, it's probably not a way that I'd want to show up in the community because you you never know who's watching and who's and who's yeah. looking and things like that. But you know, so we do have to be careful sometimes in the heat of the moment and stuff that does happen that we get in a predicament or situations where we get uncomfortable. You know open house, you're showing an open house in your community and you get a neighbor or a client that, that comes into the property and they're not necessarily on perhaps their best behavior. How do we handle that? Tell me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I think you, you, cord, you cordon off, you acknowledge, you cordon them off mm -hmm. and you invite them to be on their way. Okay. So, and it, I, I bring that up. I've, I've seen that happen as well. You know, where a neighbor walks in, especially now with uh, with COVID sensitive and things like that. I'm not going to wear a mask in their home oh, and things well, that's of that easy. nature. I mean, that scenario is easy. You yeah. know, but they're making a scene outside the property. Yeah, and they're part of the community. So, so you, you just kill them with. I guess kill them. This whole time I'm waiting to say kill them with kindness. Mm -hmm. That's the great example of kill them with kindness. I mean, right. people are going to see that they're just being unreasonable. Right. Right. And. Um, so you just got to do your best. Yeah, well, I understand. That's just the way the seller wants it. Well, they can da da da. Okay. Exactly. Hope you have a good day. See you later. Right. Good luck. 
Uh, example is um, one of our agents one time was out delivering flyers and she was putting out colored flyers. Mm. And it was a day that it rained and an owner came out of their house and there's this just stain on their porch from this flyer. Mm -hmm. And so they called the agent and they're like, you, well, you destroyed my house, what are you doing? You putting out these stupid flyers, blah, blah, blah. You know, we've all heard it. She's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, where are you at? Where are you? And you're over it? Okay, I'll be right over. She goes over, dressed to the nines, as we are in this business, uh, with a scrub brush and some cleaner. And she says, you know, I'm so sorry. This certainly wasn't my intent. Let me get this for you. I want to make sure it's right. You know, kill him with kindness. And in many of those situations, you can develop an advocate Absolutely. out of someone who's just a person. Absolutely. That's my favorite on those is always saying, the screen doors. A lot of people. Mm. Oh God! <laughs> it falls down behind the screen, and you you walk up to one of those doors, and you see multiple flyers. Bulge. Yes, behind the thing. For those of you that have gone door to door and have seen the screens, you know what I'm talking about. Um, all right. So we talked about agent to agent, agent to community. Can I say one more thing about agent to agent? Absolutely. I had a little note here, and I wrote, you know, if there's a winner and a loser in a transaction. It's ruined for everyone. Yes. You know, this is not a competition. You know, trying to strangle as much out of one party or the other mm -hmm. is not a good way to go about this. Right. You know what? As someone once told me, maybe it was you. It's like when everybody feels like they've given up a little in a transaction, mm -hmm. it's a good transaction. Correct. Because you can't have it all one way. Because someone's going to be bitter. That can ruin relationships. As a matter of fact, that can ruin your relationship with your client when it wasn't even you who took the action, mm -hmm. and you all of a sudden become the enemy. So I just think from this business, and I'm not saying give up, you know, overlook your client's needs or um, their rights. Right, right. But, you know, at some point, this is a give and take situation. And um, when we try to make it a competition, mm -hmm. it ruins more than it helps. Well, and, and I'll piggyback on that because a lot of what I see right now is people just not slowing down mm -hmm. and taking care of things when they should take care of them and then it turns into problems later. You know, you're in the heat of a moment, you're writing up an offer, buyer's trying to give the seller what they're looking for, seller's making a decision, and then there are things that are on the table that aren't that big of a deal but become a big deal because nobody talked about them and then all of a sudden it's you know, you open escrow and then all of a sudden everybody wants to modify things because nobody took a step back yep. to clear those things up in the, in the beginning out of fear. Yes. And shouldn't go that direction. Get them cleaned up. I mean, the biggest one I'm seeing now is leasebacks. Yeah, we're seeing leaseback on every single property that's going on right now. And people determine the terms and conditions in the offer. No, they well, don't. Well, they, they determine, determine the fact that there will be a rent back. Will be a and rent back generally and a cost. what the price. Yep. Other than that, nothing else is decided, mm -hmm. and then they can't figure out why everybody's getting upset when somebody says, <laughs> "Oh, by the way, I want a twenty thousand dollar deposit." Yeah. Right. And penalties for staying over and right. blah blah blah. That's happening over and over, and those are things that should be decided while you're in the negotiations. Yep. Hey. Let's put the lease agreement in place now so that we know where everybody stands and why they stand where they stand. Yep. And, you know, dealing Everybody's with Everybody's afraid of approaching these things and having mm -hmm. these discussions. They're right. afraid of an issue. But where does the real issue reside? 
in not discussing in them not discussing and letting them fester yeah. till the end of the transaction. Not just that, and then bec it becomes an unreasonable situation. Yeah. yeah. And I just I look at these things and I'm like, wow, where did this come from? Mm -hmm. But yeah. So my word of advice, I always if you if you know any know me at all, I say this a lot. When we get to a yellow light, slow down. That's a yellow light, and people speed right through that and figure like we're going to deal with it later. When we speed through it, usually end up in an accident sooner or later in that intersection. So nice. slow I like down, that. you know, tread lightly, go with caution, and take a step back, resolve, and then move forward. You've got a deal there. Yes. You know, and if, if you're discussing little things that are going to break the deal. It wasn't a deal to begin with. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's a hard lesson for Very much so. us to take. All right. Um, I wrote down agent to buyer. We kind of discussed that already. Mm -hmm. Agent to seller. Well, I'm just like agent to client. So agent to client, okay. I have a note on here and an example that I've seen a number of times, which is the expectation of business. And it's super sad. We mm -hmm. all think, oh, this is in the bag. And I'm going to argue, don't ever think something's in the bag. Don't ever show up. Mm -hmm. You should show up the same way every time. And Correct. that's prepared. And I've seen it with agents. Oh, you know, I've known this guy for 15 years. So you go mm -hmm. over in your shorts and your t-shirt and you wonder why you didn't get the business. Right. Big shocker, right? So, I mean, you got to be prepared all the time. You've got to have the information. And it's better to have all of that and not use it right. than need it and lose the business. Yep. I was laughing. I wasn't laughing, laughing, but I was you know, laughing is the wrong term. I was having a conversation with a newer agent in the office, and we were talking about some of the activities. And I said, well, what would you do this weekend? He went out, and he was just visiting other people's open houses to see how their open houses were done yep. and things like that. And I said, fantastic. Tell me about the two extremes. And... The moral of my story is there were two extremes. There was the unprepared person didn't want to be at that open, the agent didn't want to be at that open house, the agent just was there to be there, didn't know the answers to basic questions, wasn't present, wasn't there to service that property or service that client. All the way to the other extreme of people had their systems in place, did everything that they needed to do. And too often, we see a lot of just there and showing up just to show up. Waste of time. Yeah. Wasting your client's time. I mean, just terrible. And Talking about not showing up. Well, not showing up. And, and here's the part that I say to everybody out there in the industry is, we, we touched on this before. You never know who's coming through that property. Yep. Never, ever know who's coming through that property. Another agent in the same topic, another agent in the office, got a phone call two days ago. And the phone call was, hey, I want you to come list my property. Literally, come list me. How do you know me? Oh, we went through your open house like three months ago. Three no months ago, had no idea who they were. They went through their open house three months ago. I liked what I saw at your open house. You guys were very personable, blah, blah, blah. You did a good job. She was in and out of there in that, in that listing appointment in 15 minutes with a 6% listing on a 
priced right 6%, got everything she wanted, and she was, out of, she was in and out of that house in like 15, 20 minutes yeah. because the work was done ahead of time. Ahead of time. And how they showed up at that particular, how she showed up at that particular um, appointment that she didn't know she was having three months ago. That happens a lot. We don't know it. And mm -hmm. what we, the, I think the point that I want to bring up in this is the opposite of that happens a lot. Oh, yeah. And we never know it. To a couple or someone walks out and they just roll their eyes and like, yep. boy, I feel sorry for whoever's working with that agent. Exactly. Which is sad. And Too sad. The, that person that's going in with the intent of they're looking to hire somebody and you just got fired and you don't even know it. Yeah. So... That's my story. Yeah. A lot of stories today. It's about what you're doing in there. I, this is sort of a story that fits this. But I remember I was in an open, a broker's preview mm -hmm. once. And um, I was in there and a gentleman walked in and he happened to be the only one. And so I'm like, how are you doing? You know, I walk him through the house, give him my information mm -hmm. and do my thing. <laughs> and he's in like a t-shirt and shorts and so they're thinking. And this is about just being personal. Right. Being interested, asking questions. And I just remember saying to him, I said, excuse me, do you mind if I ask you something? And he says, no, sure, what's going on? I go, what do you do that you can be out here on a Wednesday at noon mm -hmm. <laughs> looking at houses? <laughs> and he kind of chuckled and, you know, kind of created a little connection. And he's mm -hmm. like, yeah, he goes, oh, I just said, you know, I have the day off, actually. I'm in accounting, so I'm usually working, but I just had the opportunity to come by. I said, oh, good. I go, just want to make sure I wasn't missing out on a good uh, occupation <laughs> that I might be able to take advantage of. <laughs> As opposed to ignoring him, saying, thanks for coming into the house, bye, right? type of thing. Okay. So I ended up listing his house and I ended up helping him buy one when he came back. So just being there, being personal. And he was there interviewing me. Being observant. And yeah. Exactly. We're getting interviewed so often that we don't need, where we're not aware of it. Um, so, sorry, I'm hearing things in the background. Dro <laughs> we're live here. <laughs> it dropped me. Uh, that got, got my mind. Anyway. Um, so agent to agent, agent to seller, or agent to clients, anything more on agent to client? You know, I think showing up mm -hmm. is just constantly being cognizant of what's going on and keeping things very top of mind. Right. And I'll use an example that happened with me, and I thought, boy, this is exactly how you maintain and build relationships. And it, I was talking to someone out in the field, I don't know if it was a broker preview or something, and... Uh, we, I think it was outside a broker preview, and someone had these glasses, and they're mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, check these out. I'm like, wow, those are, those are really cool. They're like, oh, yeah, check this out. They do this, and I'm like, wow, I really want to, I'm going to go check those out when I get back. Mm -hmm. And so we say goodbye, walk away, and I don't remember if it was a text or an email, but shortly thereafter, that person sent me and said, hey, this is where I got them on sale right now for 30%. Oh. Just thought you'd like this information. Brought value. Yes. Brought value. Told you they were paying attention to the conversation, took a genuine interest in. Don't just walk away. Right. You know, if someone says something, hey, I like that, or I would like that, or I always wondered about that, or, you know, you sense anything, mm -hmm. man, get that follow-up. Right. That is what really solidifies these relationships as opposed to, oh, yeah, that's great, and you walk away, and you probably never think about it again, mm -hmm. and you, you lose a little bit of that relationship. So just constantly thinking about people. Actually, it starts with knowing people. And that, that exact same client who came in and I made the joke about his occupation. Right. I one time got baseball tickets somehow. And I remembered he was a baseball fan. 
And so he was the first person I called. And guess what? He didn't take the tickets because mm -hmm. he had a conflict. Do you think I got value out of that call? Absolutely. 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 So knowing and following up and keeping in mind, you know, that is where it's at. I'll share one thing with you really quickly about that, about follow-up. Uh, and that is about showing up. Uh, we were at Jared James last week. Remax mm -hmm. put on the Jared James event. And one of the things he said is he goes, you know, sorry to mention, but Zillow, when they got into this business, mm -hmm. they, uh, they were having trouble with things. And what they realized is they were all in the moment. They had no follow through. Right. They had no vision down the line. And he goes, do you know why they set up their business model that way? So we're all like, not really. He goes, because they studied real estate agents and built their, their process based on their view of what real estate agents were doing. So what's that mean? <laughs> that means agents don't have any follow-up. Isn't that sad? <laughs> well, we hear it all the time. The stats tell us, you know, I, yes, I would use my agent that I used before, but I can't find them or I haven't yeah. heard from them, things of that nature. And um, so, But Zillow learned quickly, and now they operate in a much different manner. Right. But originally, Cost it was just hit and go. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's no way. You know, you show up for this. These are your people. These are right. the people you're talking to. These are the people you're touching base with. You're bringing information to. You're saying, my God, I haven't seen you in a while. How the heck are you? I like it. Happy. I'm not even sure what today is. I know. I was having trouble with that this week, too. Yeah. Wednesday. It's today's you're up Wednesday. Today. <laughs> and whatever day you're listening to this or hear this. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I appreciate it. And thank you guys so much. Um, hopefully, we're bringing value to you. Um, hopefully, we're showing up and in a manner, in a bringing some good information that, that, that brings benefit to you. Absolutely. I think those are the words I'm looking for. And if we're not, let us know. Subscribe, click, whichever direction yeah, exactly. that is. Exactly. Subscribe, click, and share, <laughs> please. Have a fantastic day, and we'll talk to you guys soon. See you soon.